All right, we are live. We are live, we are live, we are live. Hello, everyone. Let me see here. As we're there on Instagram. And I want to go ahead and welcome you while Instagram is letting my Instagram followers know that I'm live right now. I want to go ahead and speak to the people who are listening to this on the replay. Yeah. Hello. My name is Allison Rozelle. I am the spiritual liberation coach for black women and women of color. And I am here today to talk to you about my personal spiritual journey. And um, this is to give you a little information about me and kind of a little insight as to why I created the membership program that I've created um, that I definitely want you to be a part of if it feels resonant to you. And that program is called Enlightenment, Empowerment, and Embodiment. And it's not going to be the last time that I mentioned it during this broadcast, but <laughs> I thought I'd go ahead and get that started and tell you a little bit about that. So welcome to the Sacred Pathway Academy podcast. All right. So I'm just giving the cards a little shuffle here. And um, I'm going to pull a card for us to get the whole thing started. And the cards that I'm working with tonight um, are the Daily Crystal Inspiration deck by Heather Eskenazi. I, I hope <laughs> that I am saying her last name correctly. Um, I've been meaning to Google her to see if I can find her talking and to hear her say her last name. Because as a woman who has a last name that most people butcher <laughs> when they read it, um, I have a lot of empathy for that. So I try to make sure that um, I pronounce people's names correctly. Um, when I can and if especially if they're not around to correct me right <laughs> so and you know a lot of times I don't I don't really like when people okay this I, I so did not want to go on a tangent about nothing and I'm not I promise I'm not but I have a thing about people's names you know, it's a very personal thing, and I just really don't like and appreciate when, I mean, if you can't pronounce someone's name, make an effort to do so, and then don't, don't put them down about their name. You know, their name is their name. You know what I'm saying? They, they really have no control over that. I mean, they could always change it if they wanted to, but no, no, if you can't say their name then just say, I'm so sorry. I'm having a little trouble pronouncing your name. Can you say it so that that way I'll be able to pronounce it correctly? I'm not going to be like, your name is what? Huh? Oh, I just call you Bob. No. If they didn't tell you to call them Bob, you call them Bob Babalooski or whatever their name is. <laughs> I just, I, I really don't like that. I really, really don't like that. And I've been noticing that a lot um, with some people where, you know, they don't want to put the effort in to say a person's name correctly. And then 
even after the person is telling them how to say their name, that's not good enough. They're like, oh, that's just going to be too hard for me to remember. I'm just going to call you, you know, whatever. And I'm like, give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. So anyway, enough of that uh, little thing, that little tangent about me talking about people's names. So I'm going to pull a card to get us started. And then we're going to talk about my journey in spirituality. Hello, beautiful goddess Halicue. Right, let's see what we have here from the Daily Crystal. Beautiful. I love it. Sunstone. Sunstone. Now, I have Moonstone, and I love Moonstone, um, but I may have to get me some Sunstone to have both, both Sun and Moon. But it says, take pleasure in the things you do. Take pleasure in the things you do. That's just beautiful because one thing about it, I always ask my clients, you know, why do you do what you do? Do you have your why? What drives you? What wakes you up in the morning? What can you say keeps you up at night because not that you're worried about it but you're so excited about it and that's what i can truly say about this work this work keeps me up at night it's not that i dread it it's not that i'm worried about it it's just i'm so excited i have so many things that i want to do for you all and i enjoy this work so much it's a big part of my life and my of who i am and I haven't always been able to say that, you know, and that's kind of why I wanted to give you all these glimpses into my life, especially in my spiritual journey, because some of you just don't know how I started this. And sure, you could go to my podcast and listen to the very first episode back when it was the starting over at 40 podcast, <laughs> but um, even with that, I don't have everything in there because, oh, honey, my book is coming. Trust me. <laughs> it's coming. That's my next project. So it's coming. You're going you gonna to learn a little bit more about me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So sun stoned and set the tone. I love it. Ooh, I'm so glad I got my water right here. Excuse me for just a moment. Okay, so I wanted to talk about my spiritual journey <clears throat> as it relates to enlightenment. So when you look up the definition, because I'm a, I'm a word person, I love looking at definitions and spellings and all this kind of stuff. I was the language arts nerd. Yeah, I was. I was the one that got excited about book reports. I was the one who loved diet, what is that, diagramming sentences and all that kind of stuff. I was the one that loved spelling tests. I was the one, all of that stuff. But I swear for everything I hold holy, don't you give me no math. <laughs> don't give me no math. I don't like math. You know, I've, I've grown to kind of like it now. 
Um, but still, there are certain aspects about math. Don't, mm -mm, don't ask me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Plain and simple. I don't know. So, let's talk about enlightenment. So, when you break that word down, let's start with enlighten. Enlighten, as a verb, says to give someone greater knowledge and an understanding about a subject or situation. Or to give someone spiritual knowledge or insight. And to be enlightened means that you are freed from ignorance and misinformation. Ooh, yeah. Or it's based on full comprehension of problems involved. So if I'm enlightening you, you've been enlightened. If you've been enlightened, that means that now you are free from ignorance and misinformation. So for me, the ignorance that I had and the misinformation that I had was a lot of what a lot of us have a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> and that is the misinformation about who we are. Yeah. The misinformation about who we are. The misinformation comes from environment, comes from the well-meaning people who raised us comes from you know schools which can count as environment comes from your culture um comes from religious background you know all these things play a part in many of us assuming or believing that we were created one way or taught but then coming into the understanding or the enlightenment of who we really are. So for me, my journey really has been a long time coming. So one thing about me, and I, I say this quite often, you know, we can't say that we're now on a spiritual journey because actually many of us have always been on a spiritual journey because we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And if you were brought up in any kind of religion, you know, some kind of spiritual belief system, whether your family were, was, you know, Catholic, Christian, or, you know, Protestant, um, excuse me, whether you're uh, Muslim, Jewish, any of those three, the three major religions, you're already pretty much a spiritual being. You were brought up to understand spiritual things. Now, whether or not you still align with those things that you were taught, that's a different story. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. So me growing up in a household full of information, my mom and my dad both were teachers. So we had books galore. This is before internet kids, hate to disappoint you, but you know, I grew up on encyclopedias. 
and the like. <laughs> if you wanted information, you would go to this huge collection of books that updated every year that your parents, you know, if they wanted to do that, and you had encyclopedias. And um, you had a dictionary that was this thick. <laughs> if you didn't know the definition of a word, and you go to somebody like my mama, my mama gonna tell you, look it up. That's the way I grew up. We had books everywhere. Not only did we have encyclopedias, but my mother, I forgot what kind of book club she belonged to, but she had these junior encyclopedias for my brother and I, and they were orange, and I'll never forget these doggone things. And they had, um, <laughs> she said, my cavities encyclopedia was B and P. Listen, encyclopedias. That's what we grew up on. Anybody of my generation, that's how we grew up. You want information? That's how you got it. So I had these encyclopedias, uh, my brother and I did, and they had like a wealth of information. Even on a, a junior level for children, a whole lot of great information, taught you about the anatomy, you know, had all this, you know, science and stuff, because my mom taught science, my father taught, you know, um, uh, social studies. So his social studies was geography and history and civics and stuff like that. So again, I can't stress enough, we had a lot of books in my house. I can't stress enough. Okay, so good. Alec, you can relate. She did too. So we had books in the house. So knowledge was something that we didn't shy away from. My brother and I both like to read. Both I like to write and read. And um, so I was always wanting knowledge. So let's skip ahead to the era, the, the good era of hip hop. <laughs> so me with my older brother, um, anytime I wanted to listen to any good rap music, my brother was always the one that knew about it. And the enlightenment that I received from so many like rap groups back then, but the two that steps that stick out, of course, is KRS-One with BDP, Boogie Down Productions, and then Public Enemy. So KRS-One, we always called him the teacher because he taught you in his music. One of the songs that, that they had from Boogie Down Productions was You Must Learn. There was so much knowledge taught in that song that it was ridiculous. I'm like, this is a rap song and he is teaching history in this song, okay? That's why it was the good, that was the golden age of hip hop. I don't care what nobody say. And then you have people like Public Enemy who an entire record, yeah, we had records and tape <laughs> was full of so much knowledge about blackness, okay? You could not listen to any of those people and not be extremely proud to be black. And then we had people like, you know, Tribe Called Quest, and then you have the Jungle Brothers, and you have 
De La Soul and you have Eric being Rakim and you have all of this coming up and I'm listening to all of this and I'm learning things about my blackness. So those things open me up to wanting to know more about who I am. So as time progressed, of course, as you are a teenager and do teenage things, most of the time as teenagers, we want to not stand out, but kind of meld in with everyone else because Lord knows the people who stand out usually are the people who get picked on. And I didn't want to be my own person because, you know, back then I was a lot slimmer. Um, I was a little more curvy and I had long hair and I was light skinned. And having light skin and long hair back in them days. Oh, who do you think you are? So I didn't want to draw any more attention to myself than I already had. Okay? <laughs> so I would have things that I would um, think about. Like, I told someone recently that I grew up feeling like my grandfather who passed away when I was two was my guardian angel. And sometimes I felt like I saw him or I felt him um, or I'd have visions of him. Didn't tell nobody this cause you know, again, I don't wanna be weird. <laughs> and then as I got older, I started noticing things. I started, I would think about something and it would happen. Or I would see something and be like, did y'all see that? No? Okay. And I remember being with my friends when I was like in college and I was doing something and I was like, did y'all hear that? And they're like, hear what? I'm like, you didn't, you didn't hear that. They're like, no, what are you talking about? And I'm like, nothing. And stuff like that started happening more and more within myself and so i was like i don't know what this is but i don't want it so i would like bury this try to anyway but what it was is my intuition was coming alive and my my like clairvoyance clairaudience clairsentience what it one of them clairs or a few of them clairs i had it i didn't want it but i had it um, and I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> so as time goes on with my life, I'm getting more and more into church and developing that part of my, my life as far as a spiritual relationship. And it's fine, but there's so much about it that I disagree with. And I tried to make myself... Um, believe a lot of it when much of it I didn't because you know I wasn't one of those people who didn't read the Bible because see I was the one who actually did yeah I read it I wasn't one of those where I'll just open it up and I'll read whatever passage comes open no I'm gonna read 
what the pastor preached on. Not only am I going to read the passage that they, but I want to read before and after because I need it to make sense to me. I need it to, I need to understand what's going on. And then when I got even older and I moved here and I found the church, the church was great. The church was great. The music, the preaching, the teaching, everything was great. It was just what I thought I needed. Until I started feeling that feeling again, like there's more. There's more. There has to be more. I, I'm not, this is, there's got to be more. You know, and if you grew up going to church, like I grew up going to church, one of the things that you were taught was never question anything. And I just could not make myself understand why, um, as a woman, I'm supposed to be so subservient-like. And that's what I was created to be. I also had a problem with the thought that because remember I listened to hip-hop back in the day and I used to read a lot and my father was a history teacher so um my ancestry of African American the key word being African um those were most likely indigenous people who did not go to church. So are you saying that my ancestors are in hell because they didn't praise Jesus? That doesn't seem right. So what was wrong with what they were doing and so I had a problem with that. And I also felt like, you know, and this is not to belittle Christianity at all, because I will tell you, there are still some practices of Christianity that I still hold near and dear to me. There are some parts about Christianity that I don't disagree with, that I think are wonderful, right? I just feel like you don't get the whole story in that. I don't think you get the whole story with any of these religions, honestly. You get just enough to get you under control. That's my theory. That's my thought. You can disagree if you want, but that's me. That's that's Allison. That's Allison. So I just, I really could not understand. So one of the things that I I have done is I went back to college because you know when I was in my 20s I had a detour and you know he calls me mom <laughs> so that detour um took me kind of out of the academics for just a while um then when he got older I went back to school so one of the, the things that I learned or that uh, one of the classes that I took um when I went back to school was world religion oh my gosh here's where the enlightenment came or part of it so I took this course took this class 
And I started reading about these different religions, these different cultures, and seeing so much of similarity in not any of the things that I was told about these other religions that weren't Christianity. And I'm reading this stuff, and I'm fascinated by it, and I'm like, this is what I felt all along, that we're all pretty much worshiping God, but in our own way. So when I started looking at it in that way and started learning and opening myself up to learn about different cultures and different um, spiritual belief systems and whatnot, when I did that, I opened myself up to this, this journey of really finding what I felt was enlightening. I have no other way to put it. It was enlightening. It, it really told me and showed me that, okay, it's okay for me to um, to learn about these other religions, these other cultures, these other beliefs, these, these ways of spirituality, that it was okay. And the beautiful part about it, where this all comes together, is when I took my journey, and this is the one that most of you are most familiar with, when my son graduated from high school and I went on a journey to find myself, when I went on my journey to find myself, I remembered that class. And I found these people who had the same thoughts and beliefs that I did as it related to spirituality. It took this enlightenment <laughs> for me to want to dig deeper and really get to know me, which helped me really know God and know God in the most intimate, beautiful way. Because for me, the journey of self is where you find God. That's where I really found my relationship with God is when I when I became enlightened, when I obtained greater knowledge, when I got an understanding about a particular subject, meaning spirituality, and understanding that I don't have to believe everything that I was taught. I don't have to. I can choose to Take the parts of that that resonate, excuse me, and then the parts that don't, I can put them aside <laughs> and not use them. Because I'm one of these people where I've always been a free spirit. I've always been a free spirit. I've always been curious. I've always loved to learn. I've always loved to be part of just different um, 
circles of different kinds of people and learning about them. And when I really allowed myself to be open, that's when all of my spiritual gifts started really coming in, right? So that's when I went and got certified to be a Reiki practitioner. Now a certified Reiki master teacher. That's when I found my ability to be an intuitive oracle card reader, to be an energy healer, to be an advocate for black women and women of color as far as their spiritual liberation is concerned. That's when I really found who I was. If it weren't for that enlightenment, that um, taking that class, finding the, the, the spiritual coach that I found, being part of that community that opened up my world to all of these beautiful women who were these spiritual beings that were tarot readers and African um, dance specialists. And that's what they do their healing work through African dance. And you have um, priestesses of Lukumi and of the Ifa, and you have hoodoo priestesses. And then my world opens more and I find brothers who are doing it, you know, priests of these different things. And to gain that knowledge of self and reach back to when I was listening to those records from Public Enemy and Boogie Down Productions and <laughs> pushing me to learn more about who we are as a people and understanding that as a people, we were brought to a land and stripped of everything that we've ever known. And yet, as Maya Angelou put, we rise. We rise, we rise, we rise. When I learned about these things and applied them to my life, understanding that they're very much a part of me, knowing that I still get excited when I learn new things. To take that and say, this is who I am. This is where I stand when it comes to my belief. Because now it's not a belief. Now I'm not in the belief league. Now it's a knowing. It's an inner knowing. The inner knowing of who I am and whose I am. I am the daughter of the Most High God. Nobody can take that away from me. I don't have to believe it. I don't have to convince anybody about it. I just know that's who I am. That's who I am. And I love that. I love that I have that special relationship with God. I love that I have that relationship with my ancestors because yes, that came part of the enlightenment that part of my heritage as a black woman with indigenous roots 
I should welcome my ancestors into my life because they're there. They've always been there. They've always been there. And I know that they have. I know that they have. I felt them there. But now I've given myself permission to acknowledge them and say, yeah, you're here with me. And I'm so grateful that you are. So this is why the enlightenment process is so important in your spiritual journey. Because there's the enlightenment, and a lot of people call it the awakening. It could be a little bit of both. Yeah, it could be a little bit of both. But one thing about it, as I've opened myself up to these gifts, as I've opened myself up to the enlightenment, just like the card says, I take pleasure in the things that I do because I do them because they are right and aligned with me. That was part of my, enlight my enlightenment of my spiritual journey. That is why I created the membership program of enlightenment, empowerment, embodiment. So on Tuesday, <laughs> I will be back to talk about the empowerment portion of my journey. So I thank you for joining. Excuse me, leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. Tell me about your enlightenment. Tell me about your awakening. How do you feel at this moment? Do you feel like you're standing strong in that information that you've received? Or do you feel like you need a little more help? Either way, I'd like to know about it. And uh, you can leave that comment here on Instagram or you can do that on YouTube if you're watching it on YouTube. But I really do want to hear from you. I want to know. So that's all I got. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, whatever time of day you are listening to this <laughs> or watching it. Okay. So my name is Allison Rozelle and I will see you next time. Bye for now.